So when I awaken the wonder in my life, the one thing that, that happens is I find hope. And hope is the anchor that I hold on to. Look at three people around you. Look at somebody around you. Tell them, say, awaken the wonder. Come on, let's tell them, awaken the wonder. Come on, do it. I'm waiting on you. Come on, tell them, awaken the wonder. Awaken the wonder. Awaken the wonder. Awaken the wonder. Why do you want us to awaken the wonder? Look at this. Matthew chapter 1. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. Now, if, now if, you're, a, if you're a brand new believer, if you've been a, a follower of Christ for some period of time, I want you to understand when we read the Gospels, when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when you read through the Gospels, you're reading a Gospel, you're reading a book that's been written by an individual that wants you to see something. And he wants you to see who Jesus is by what he is writing. And he's writing the story of Jesus and he says, this is how the birth of Jesus came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Well, explain that to mom and dad. Mom, dad, she had to. Mom, Joseph, guess what? I'm pregnant. And the Father is the Holy Spirit. An angel showed up. Now let's read on. Look, look at Joseph's response. Because Joseph was her husband, he was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, after he thought through it, after he said, I've got a plan in order to move on, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill the Lord, to fill what the Lord had said through the prophet. This is the prophet Isaiah. The virgin will conceive and give birth to the son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Everyone say Emmanuel. Come on, say it again. Say Emmanuel. If you hear anything today, if you walk away this weekend anything, if you wake up on December the 25th, there's one thing that I want, you, that I want for you, and there's one thing I want you to see. It's Emmanuel. It's not a baby in a manger. He's God, and he is with us. Oh, that's a great place to celebrate. Come on now. He's God, and when I don't have an answer, he's with us. He's God, and when I'm walking through the storms of life, he's with us. He's God, and when I need this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and I pray, and I pray, and I say, God, I need you, guess what? He's not far away. He's with us. And he's not just with us, he's in us. In the book of Isaiah, it's one of the, 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 the most interesting prophecies. It said in Isaiah, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him what? Emmanuel. Say Emmanuel one more time. So when God gave us Emmanuel, when Jesus came into this world, he came into this world for something very simple. He came into this world because this world was a dark place. He came to this world because this world was hopeless. Without Jesus, we are living in the dark. We are hopeless. We are helpless. We are lifeless. 
we are stumbling, we are unstable, we are shaking, we are, we are trying to find our way in this world and hoping that, that we can achieve something when, when something greater came into this world and, and brought us the simplicity of hope. The Christmas story is just a story of hope. If you need anything today, the greatest desire that I have for you is that you would walk out of this, out of this room and you would understand that hope is alive and hope is real, that hope is Emmanuel. Hope is the baby Jesus. Hope is God with me. Everyone say, God with me. Come on, sometimes during the season, we have to reset our vision. It's so easy to get so busy and so caught up in the season that we fail to see the wonder that lives inside of us. We fail to see the wonder that's happening around us. We fail to see the wonder of the baby that they said they would call Emmanuel. And it wasn't just God with us, it was the hope of of glory that came to live inside of us. You can anchor your soul to the simple truth. You can anchor your soul to the very simple truth to what? God's with you. He's not gonna leave you. You can't like run away from him. You can't like hide from him. Let me help you out. If you have been invited to church today, as a family member, I'm going to look down because, man, I got invited by my mom to church on a regular basis, especially during the holidays, and I always wanted to give my mom a Christmas present, so I would go to church with her during the holidays, and I would sit and I would listen sometimes, and deep inside my spirit, there would be this, like, war, this argument that would go on, and this is the way I think in life. It would be this, this confusion of, of, is he real, is he not real, and I remember being a follower of Christ and running away from Christ. And, and I'm like, this, this tension in my heart and in my life, is it really here, is it really here, is it really here? Guess what? I could run as far as I wanted to away from him, but I could never escape his presence. Because when Jesus came into this world, when God came into this world, God what? God is omnipresent, that means he's everywhere. You don't have to show up, guess what? Or he doesn't have to show up, he's already here. You just have to realize, oh wait a minute, God's with me. So today, if you're in this room, you're like, you mean he came for me? The answer is yes. You mean he has hope for me? Yes. But you don't know the mess I'm walking through. It doesn't matter what you're walking through because he said he'd walk through it with you. How many know that he's walked through some things with you? Oh, that's good. That's what Christmas is. It brings hope to our lives. And, and the book of Hebrews, the, the writer in Hebrews describes this. as says, we have this hope as an anchor of our soul, firm and secure it. And it It enters into the sanctuary behind the curtain where the forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. Jesus, what? He is our hope. Jesus is the one that went behind the veil, went into the presence of God. It's our anchor. When we anchor ourselves to him, guess what? We can stand before a holy God and we can say, here's what's going on in my life. I can anchor myself to God himself because of his hope. It's the hope he puts in me. The problem is you have to ask yourself this question. What am I anchoring my life to? For some of us in this room, we're trying to find, you know, if, if I have the right people in my life, if I find the right man in 2019, woo, I will have hope. He will be the hope of glory. Let me help you out. I hope so. You, know, every, you, ever, you ever have somebody say that to you? They're like, I hope so. I tell people, say, man, God's got a plan for your life. And they'll tell me this sometimes. I hope so. And I'm like, hold up. You don't have to hope. It's faith. We know he said it. That's all I got to do is hold on to it. How many believe that? Come on now. People say, well, if, if I just have the right people in my life, if I have the right friends in my life, if I have the right relationships in my life, then I'm going to have hope. Let me help you out. People are people. They're not perfect. 
Nobody's perfect. Anybody believe that? Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. So if nobody's perfect, then people will hurt you, fail you, drop you. Um, I could go on and on and on and on. You know why? Because that's what people are. Don't, 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 don't miss it. God is greater than a relationship with an individual. The hope of glory is greater. So it's not just people. Some people are like, well, if I have X amount of dollars in the bank, if I have enough money in the bank, if I just have my hope is in, in my retirement that I'm, that I'm trying to put in this account so that, so that I can just coast through my, my, my 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 100s. You know what I'm saying? I can just, I can just live the, the RV life. I don't know what that is, but, but I can just live that, that, that's my hope. Let me help you out. <laughs> Your kids, <laughs> I have two of them in my house. They will spend a lot of my money. Hello, anybody with me? You know, the kids are expensive. Clap, you understand what I'm saying. They say grandkids are more expensive. How many grandparents in the building understand what that is? And then great grandkids, I don't know, they get it all. <laughs> it's, it's just like, whoa, wait a minute, you're telling me? that I can have all the money in the world and I don't have hope? No, I'm telling you that you can have heaven and you can have hope. That if we put our anchor in finances, guess what, our finances will fail us. If we put our anchor in our career, there's people that come through this room on a regular basis and, and I always ask them this question, if you're new, you'll know this, that I'll, that I'll meet them and I'll go, hey, what do you do for a living? I always ask them that because I wanna know what they do and, and, and there is a large group of people that come through this room that, that are in the Navy or been in the Navy or the retired from the Navy. Where's all my Navy or military people? Clap if you are here. Come on, let's honor them. Isn't it awesome to see so many? Yeah. This morning I met these, these, this couple. They've been here for two months. They were in the first service, so I can talk about them in a good way, okay? <laughs> they're probably watching online. But <laughs> no, they're not. But, but I, I was like, what do you do? And they're like, you know, you know they're we're like traveling nurses. My husband is going to spend most of the year in China next year. I'm like, really? And they work with, with um, heart machines and, and, and sonograms and all these different things. And they went into the whole detail of everything and what they were doing. And they were super excited. And they're like, we love this place. You know what that tells me? You know, regardless of what your career is, if you sink everything into your career, you can't have enough hope. But if you realize that, that my hope is in Jesus, then I've got more than enough. How many believe that? You got more than enough in him? Sometimes we, we got to realize that if we anchor ourselves in the wrong thing, when the storm of life comes, that's when you get unsteady. That's when you get like out of sorts at times. You ever, you ever been on a roller coaster before? How many like roller coasters? How many despise them? Come on now. Oh, like 12 of you in the room. There you go. How many love them? You're just like, I just got to, you know, I, I'm telling you, I, I was on Manta, I think a year ago. And it's that ride over at SeaWorld where you like, go flat and they prick you up and you go flat. You know what I'm saying? And it gives you that negative G reaction where you just kind of, and if you're a real roller coaster rider, you just don't even hold on. You know what I'm saying? You just kind of float through the air. And, and then when, you get off, when I get off the ride, at some point in life, I don't know when it happened, sometime in my 40s, I would get off a roller coaster and there would be that really vertigo feeling. You know what I'm saying? You're just like, like ooh, that's different. You know what I'm saying? And, and I kind of like that feeling because I was like, I really know it's a good one. When, when you get off and you can't walk real well, you're like, whoo, that feels like what I used to do. But, but this is not, only five of you understood what I just said, but that's okay. The rest of you are spiritual. Give yourself a hand. It's a joke. You don't have to clap. But I'm telling you, it was, I mean, you get off like, whoo, oh, that felt good. You're like, that's like vertigo. You know what I'm saying? I, people that have vertigo, I, my heart goes out to you because that's just a crazy thing. 
I was on this ride in Daytona many years ago, and it's this, this thing. It's got these two big poles that stick up like 12 stories high, and it's got this rubber band-looking thing that comes down, and you put you in this rabbit hamster cage or whatever, this rat cage-looking thing, and, and they're like, just get in this thing, and it just goes shoot you up in the air, and you come down. It kind of spins you. I'm like, cool. So I get on this ride, and I'm like, this is awesome. And I, you get in there, and it's all rusty. Looking around, I'm going, you know, this, this, that's rusty. That's rusty. I'm sitting, and this thing's rusty. Rust means something could break. You know what I'm saying? This guy, like 18-year-old, you know, he's like, all right, man, get in there. Here you go. I'm like, is this safe? Oh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, you'll be okay. I'm just like, I got all the faith in the world in this 18-year-old, okay? There's nobody else there. I'm like, how did you get licensed to do this? He's like, you ready? You could sit in. They, they got this like strap that goes between your legs. It's supposed to keep you from falling out. You know what I'm saying? Because it like flips you like this. You know, you're like, whoop, whoop. So I, he goes down. I'm like, oh, I don't really like this. You ever get there? Uh, that happened. That's happened. So you just get, you're like, oh, this isn't good. But it's too late. <laughs> it went through the air and that strap snapped. I'm like, ah! I'm holding on with everything I have, and this thing's spinning. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. The 18-year-old's just like, all right, I'm going to stop. He, he, like, jerks it way down because they shoot you twice. You know what I'm saying? Two for the price of one. I'm like, stop, 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 Woo! And I'm like, ah! And I get off. I mean, I can barely walk. I'm, like, crawling. I want to crawl away from there because I'm in the fetal position because it's, like, totally unsteady, crazy, beyond belief. And the, the, I go, it's broke. And he goes, oh. <laughs> How fulfilling is that? You know what I'm saying? What am I saying? Here's, here's what a lot of us do. We put, our, we put our hope in people, in finances, and in our jobs. You can put your hope in a lot of different things. If you put your hope in anything, you can sink all your hope into your family, the people that live under your house. And if Jesus isn't the Lord of your house, then you're, you're what? You're tied to something that's unsteady, that's shakable, that's movable, that'll cause fear, that'll, that'll break at times. And, and you know what? You don't have any control of what's unshakable and what's unmovable. You think you're in control, but you don't. But then the Christmas story does what? It gives me an anchor. I can hold on to my Jesus, and he's never shaken. He's not going to be moved. He is the hope of glory. I have a foundation I can stand on. How many believe that? Come on now. See, when I, when I awaken the wonder, the wonder has to be lived out in my everyday life. That's why I believe that the Christmas story, the, the story of hope, has to be lived out every single day. You have to wake up in the morning. I don't encourage you. You should wake up in the morning and say, where's my hope? You know what you're saying? Where's my Jesus today? I want to be around him today. I want to see what he's going to do today. You open up the word and, and read a little bit of the word and realize that, that he is with me. Have you forgot? The word says Emmanuel. He will be born. His name will be Emmanuel. God is with us. He is with you. But then there's those moments where some of us in this room are like, come on, pastor. You say he's with me, but why do I feel alone? You say he's with me, then why am I not healed? You say he's with me, then why don't I have this or I don't have that? And why am I going through what I'm going through? Why am I living out the struggle? My greatest answer for you is this. The struggle is real. But if you keep your eyes on the struggle, 
you miss the hope. You miss Jesus. Sometimes, during, even during the season, we have to turn our eyes off of what we struggle with, turn our eyes off of what's not around us, turn our eyes off of what we don't have, and realize who has us. And realize who lives in us. And realize who came out of glory and came down and clothed himself in humanity and then hung on that cross so that he could live in this place. And when I realize, when I open up my eyes and say, wait a minute, he lives in me. Wait a minute, he's all in me. The greatest is in me. The Bible says what? That God is all powerful. He's omnipotent. There is nothing in this world that he cannot move. There's nothing in this world he cannot change. He stood over the windows of glory and looked down and, and spoke into nothing and everything that we see comes to pass. He took a bunch of mud and fold, molded it and made it and shaped him into man and breathed life into him and put himself inside of this mud of a man and man stood up for the first time. And when man made that mistake, and walked away and put his hope in what he thought was real and put his hope in what he thought he was missing out on. That's when Jesus said, I've got a greater plan. I'm gonna come and I'm gonna live and I'm gonna die. But you know something? I'm not staying in the grave. I'll kick the end out of it and I'll walk out and I'll walk on this planet for 40 days. And as the church, we look towards the east at times and I ask myself, Jesus, maybe, just maybe, before we hit 2019, could it be the moment that you step out of glory and snatch the church off this world and return for your people? And in the midst of that question, sometimes I, I, I ask that God, there's still so many people need to encounter grace. There's so many people that are out there that are walking through the, the struggle of life. And the only thing that is the answer for their life is the hope that we have. It's the hope that we have in Jesus. And he didn't just come for anybody. He came for everybody. He came so that on December the 26th, we could wake up the day after Christmas, the day that most people return stuff, and wake up that morning and still have hope, and still see hope. And we can wake up on, on January the 1st after we've been here at we don't have to wake up. We can come here at that 10 o'clock at night and we can celebrate the new year together and, and realize that we've got hope. Why? Because this word says that he will build his church. And in 2019, he's building a powerful church. He's building a church full of love and grace and mercy, a church where everyone's welcome. I guess nobody's perfect. But when hope walks in the room, everything changes. We see hope, everything changes. For some of us in this room, it's, it's kind of like this. We walk through life, and you can dim the lights for me. We walk through life, and I describe it like this. Sometimes we walk through life like we walk through, like I walk through my house. I don't know about you, but I know my house. I know where the furniture is. I have an upstairs and downstairs, and I can run from the upstairs and downstairs with the lights off and be pitch black. And I know where it is. And it happens on a regular basis that I run through my house 
at night and I'm going to the refrigerator <laughs> to get a bottle of water, which isn't a good thing because around four o'clock in the morning, you know what I'm saying, what I'm saying. But I'm walking through and I think I know what I'm doing and I think I know where I am. Why? Because it's my house. But sometimes I'll walk around the other way instead of the way I normally walk down and I'll get a piece of furniture. I'm like, who put that piece of furniture there? I did. Wait a minute. It's my house. And I'm barefooted. And if I kick that piece of furniture and my, my baby little toe hits it, every, I'm telling you, the pain that shoots through my body is, is I want to say miraculous, but it is supernatural. Because I feel it in every part of my body. You ever been there? The only choice I had, I didn't have to feel that pain. I didn't have to have that struggle. The other night I was walking through the house and and I have a French bulldog. I have a dog in my house, and he likes to chew on these antlers and these other things. And, and, and he likes to leave them all over the place. Sometimes he leaves them on the stairs. Oh, that's a beautiful thing when you step on an antler in the middle of the night, going down the stairs. And you're like, whoa, oh, that's painful. You know what I'm saying? But why did I experience that pain? I experienced that pain because I refused to turn on the light. Bible says in John chapter 1 that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and that which was in the beginning was God. And through Him, verse 3 says, all things were made. With Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. Can you say life? That word life means Zoe. That word means fully alive, fully breathing fully, just, just full of life itself. And that light that he brought was the light of all mankind. So if Jesus came to be the light, and he came for me, he came to bring light in my life so that I don't have to walk through the pain of making bad choices again and again and again because he lives in me. At some point during this Christmas season, you have to realize that he came for you. That Emmanuel came to live in you. And that the darkness is no match for him. So my greatest joy and my greatest prayer is that if you are sitting here today, that in this moment, if you are living in the darkness and the light of life is not living in you, then that light hasn't been turned on, then maybe, just maybe, in a moment like this, you'd simply say, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, I believe. So would you close your eyes for a moment and just ask yourself, what's my relationship with Jesus like? Is the light of life living in me? Is Jesus living in me? Do I need that light in me? Do I need him in me? Is my life right with him? And if, if any of those things you're like, man, I, 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 I'm away from him or I've never believed in him, then today is a great day to awaken the wonder of truly living for Jesus. So I want to pray for you with your eyes closed. I just want to encourage you. If that's you, when I say three, I can see in the room. I'd encourage you in this moment, in this atmosphere where he is, would you allow grace to live inside of you? Would you allow hope to live in your life? Would you allow Jesus to come? 
by simply saying, yes, I believe. That's you when I say three, just wave at me. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I want Jesus. Pastor, pray for me. I want to anchor my life in him. I want the hope that's in him. That's you when I say three, just wave at me. Ready? One, two, three. Pray for me, Pastor. Boy, every section. Every section. You can put your hand down. If you raised your hand, it's simple. Pray a simple prayer. Sounds like this. Jesus, today, I choose you. I choose to believe in you. I say yes to you. I say yes to hope. I say yes to heaven. I say yes to all that you have for my life. So today, forgive me of all my sins. I give my life to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Can you celebrate? Come on, put your hands together and celebrate. Come on, you can do better than that. Heaven, all heaven celebrates over one person that turns their life. Can you stand to your feet real quick? Can you stand to your feet and just put your hands together and just, just celebrate the fact that, that somebody made a decision today in this room. In almost every section, somebody raised their hand and said, I need Jesus. Come on, you can do better than that. Heaven is rejoicing right now because one person said yes. You know, it's in moments like this that we have to remind ourselves that, that the church is not a building. The church is us. It's the people in this building. And if the people in this building are the only people that are going to heaven, and they're not, but if the people in this building are the only ones that get to hear the good news and the gospel, then what we're doing is we're taking the light and saying, it's mine. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. So during this Christmas season, we want to encourage you. In 2019, and we're going to sing a song, and we're going to, we're going to light a candle together, but in 2019, we're gonna hold that light up high and we're gonna say, I'm gonna be the light of the world. I'm gonna be the hope of the world. I'm gonna let them see, listen, I'm gonna let them see an imperfect human that loves Jesus. I don't have to be perfect, but you know something? I can love my Jesus and Jesus and me can love on them. So together I wanna encourage you, let's be the light of the world. I'm gonna have our staff come and they're gonna just walk by and we're gonna sing together and together, 2019, I honestly believe that God has so much in store for us, that God has got so much power in store for us, that in 2019, he wants to do more through us than we can ever imagine, and together, let's be the church. Together, let's be the light of this world. There's so many that are living in darkness. They work with us. They live with us. They shop at Walmart with us, but at some point, we have to let them see who lives inside of us. Come on, let's worship together. Thanks for watching. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can check us out at OceanwayAG.com and click the gift tab.